And now, and now, the best of Pete Price. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7. We have on the phone right now the most important policeman in this country right now. The top policeman in this country. The new Metropolitan Police Commissioner, but he's still a cop. Bernard Hogan Howe. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Peter. How are you? I'm very well. Very well. I'm looking down at the Queen Mary 2, leaving Liverpool, and you left us as well. You just disappeared and went. (laughs) I know. Well, knowing where you sit and knowing that view you have, that must be a beautiful sight, actually. I've got to say to you, you've no idea the people that have been in touch with me to say, if you ever speak to him, please, Denise, Joe, everybody has just just so, so pleased for you. How do you feel? Uh, I'm just ecstatic, really. I, uh, I suppose everybody out there might uh, know that they've all, everybody has their own professional ambition. I suppose uh, for a professional ambition, this is a great thing to achieve, and I, uh, I'm proud, um, humbled by the fact that somebody thought I was good enough for it. But uh, a fantastic job, and I'm just really looking forward to it. Did you think you were going to get it? No, I was never fully confident. I mean, I hoped I had a good shout. Um, but the other three candidates are excellent people. Each one of them's got their own, you know, their own skills and their own things that they're very, very good at. And we've all got our own weaknesses too. So no, I wasn't 100% confident, but I hoped that it would be a very credible candidate. And fortunately, it did work out. Now your press office here, including Donna. Most importantly, yeah. Donna, also in the regards, a hell of a job you've got ahead, haven't you? Yeah, it's quite a challenge. I mean, people may not know, but I mean, well, people will know that London's a big place, but the Metropolitan Police are a, a big organisation, I think, by anyone's standards. We've got 52,000 people, of which 32,000 are police officers, and probably for a comparison, Merseyside has about 4,500 police officers and um, another uh, 1,500 staff. So it's a, it's a big organisation, and the budget's about... I think I should know this, shouldn't I? But it's about three and a half billion pound, um, and we, you know, we're paid to, we'll be paid to get a uh, provide a service to the eight million people who live in London. So it's a, by any standards, it's a, it's a pretty big organisation, and uh, it's a great challenge that I'm really looking forward to taking on. Well, my headline in the Echo tonight, and my column was Bernard. Congratulations to Bernard Hogan Howe, the new Elliot Ness. You've got That's a, you really, but you've really got a job and a half on. Really have. I mean, you, you're taking over something. The Olympics. You're taking over the phone hacking scandal. You're taking over this, and a lot of mistrust right now. And you're taking over. Uh, yes, but I think you know what I do know, as I knew in Merseyside, is that the people in uh, the Metropolitan Police are a fantastic group of people, um, and with the right uh, plans and with the right leadership, you know, we will regain that trust. Um, it's unfortunate what's happened. Um, but, you know, it's essential that we uh, stay focused and, you know, we have a professional approach. And I think if we uh, get our, you know, get the motivation right, then we'll uh, we'll sort it out over the next few months. Um, one of the things I'm really pleased to be able to talk to you about tonight, though, I, I felt really strongly that one of the main reasons I got my job is because of the great achievements of Merseyside Police. And uh, Bernard Hogan, how it was about the service that I led and the uh, 7,500 people who uh, do the best every night to keep the one and a half million people in Merseyside safe. So it was a great opportunity to say thank you through you to them for all they did. And uh, they were all the evidence on my application form and in my interview. And secondly, to the people of Merseyside and all the people I work with, whether it's in Crown Prosecution Service, the local authorities, the police authority, who were, uh, we had a great partnership. Um, it just said thank you for all that they'd done to support me when I was there. And I'm sure that's the critical factor that I know Home Secretary and the Mayor took into account when they decided to offer me the job. 
The setup you had up here, I, I know because I went and saw it, so I know what it's like. It must be that 50 times bigger. It is a bit. I mean, people often say, what's the difference between the Met and the other 42 forces? And it's it's blindingly obvious, but you have to get your head around, which is it's big. Um, and we're in Merseyside. I would know quite a lot of the inspectors and some of the sergeants and, to be fair, you know, quite a few of the police staff and the, the OPC. But in the Met, it can be really hard because, you know, from Croydon in the south right up to uh, Hendon and Barnet in the north is a, is, a, is a large distance. But more importantly, there's a huge number of people. And you know, getting around all of it uh, is quite a challenge. So you've got to be smart about how you you get your message out. And the press are a great opportunity to do that to your own staff as well. And then you've got to get out there and try your best to meet as many people as possible. What would be the difference in policing in Merseyside to there? Um, I think one thing is there's quite a, there's a huge diversity of people in London. Um, I think uh, you know, you've got a huge influx of people from Europe, uh, from Africa, from all over the world, really. Um, and also what you've got every day, if there are 8 million people who live in London, another 1 million come in every day. There are tourists, business people, people visiting friends like everywhere else. But it's a huge centre, and as you know, all the transport infrastructure, Heathrow Airport, the major... Uh, you've also got the uh, the channel link that comes into, um, into London, and then you've got all the big railway stations. So you've got this huge number of people who are just travelling through London, come to visit, come to stay. You don't always know who they are. I think the big challenge is just keeping a handle on it. Um, and, of course, what it is is a centre of government, which means that anything that happens in London tends to get reported in the national press. And, as we've seen, uh, if things go wrong, then everybody knows about it. When you started off as a policeman, did you ever dream in your wildest dreams that you... And you must be pinching yourself. No, I didn't. No, I uh, remember, in fact, I've talked to... A, I've had what's been one of the nice things about getting this job is that I think I've had about three or 400 messages from people I... I've met over the years, but a lot from people I used to work with in South Yorkshire Police. And if I think back to the snooker room in Hamilton Road Police Station, which is where I started, um, no, I didn't have a clue. Uh, I've always loved my job, and I loved it then. And the thought of running out of the police station and catching burglars and people nicking cars or wherever it was has stayed with me, I hope, throughout my career. Um, and in any case, it was a different job then. You know, things have moved on, which is, is great. It's, it's good to, for things to change and move on. Uh, but no, I, I didn't have an inclination of that. And, and frankly, I'm not sure I wanted it either. I just I joined to be a policeman. And your lovely lady has got you yes. down there now. <laughs> yes, she can't avoid me. So I, uh, I keep telling her it must be a good thing that I'm there all the time. And uh, no, I mean, it's great. <laughs> we've, uh, we, uh, you know, we've, uh, I've been down, as people may remember, to become an inspector uh, of constabulary, which was for 18 months. And uh, so we've been back together for 18 months, and, uh, yeah, it's just great to, to be together all the time. I've got to ask you this. Are they ready for you? Will we see you as the new Metropolitan Police Commissioner out on your horse? Oh, definitely. No, no, I've, uh, I've got half a plan for the first day, which doesn't include a horse, but um, as soon as I can, uh, I, shall, uh, I shall get on a horse. Oh, of course, what I can't do, I can't lead the national winner in. Because they don't have a national down there. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that Merseyside has that London will never have. And uh, so now I'll be out on the horse. In fact, when I was here last time, I did a patrolling in the West End and uh, a few other things. So a bit of the ceremonial stuff. I've done trooping of the colour once and uh, changing the guard, which uh, which was very nice. Except last time I did changing the guard, they gave me a horse and they said, this horse is really good. You know, it's a bit older. It'll look after you. We did change in the guard when the the Irish guards were doing it. it was, they were playing with flutes and bagpipes, and this horse was terrified and ended up skipping down the mill. So they'll probably do that to me again, actually. What is your love of horses? Um, that's 
suppose really, I, I suppose there's two things really. One, I, um, I just, as an animal, I just, I think, a lovely animal. But I think the other, the other thing I always appreciate is the fact that there's these big, powerful beasts, are about half a ton of muscle, and they can do what they want, but they choose to do what you like, and uh, and they trust you. They go into, particularly if you think police horses, they do things that are completely unnatural. They go into noisy situations, fires, and as we saw in the riots, unfortunately, some of the things they had to deal with. Yeah. So they do that because they trust you, not because they don't want to run away. And uh, anyway, for all those reasons, I, I just think fantastic. Remind us of what you did while you were here for five years. Uh, you left a, a very good legacy, and you also, we were in the wilderness, and we now got a great, great chief like yourself. But remind us of what you did. Um, I suppose the things we were proud of um, were we together reduced, it wasn't only the police, but others too, we reduced crime by 38% in three or four years, which took you back to re- levels not seen since. I think it was 1985. Uh, we reduced antisocial behaviour by about a third. Now, what I've, I've, I always emphasise is that doesn't mean to say there was no crime or no antisocial behaviour, but we did do lots to reduce it. We, uh, together with the police authority, we saved a lot of money in the back office and recruited 9% more police officers, which is about another 370. We seized 36,000 uninsured cars, of which 80% were driven by criminals, and we seized £12 million of criminal assets. And Anyway, I'll not bore you, but... I think the other things I was proud of was that when I arrived, the, uh, we weren't very good at answering the phone and responding to incidents. We were answering the phone quite slowly. I think we're 42nd out of 43 forces, and within a few months we got that to uh, second in the country, and we maintained it, both in answering the phone on time and then making sure we got to the job. We still made mistakes, and we always will from time to time in an emergency service. Um, so I suppose those are some of the things we were really proud of, but... It takes a lot of people to achieve that, and the t- chief officer team, including the present chief constable, I think is a fantastic uh, successor, and I'm sure John will carry on the tradition and also improve on what we've done. He'll, he'll have new ideas, and I've heard already how uh, well they dealt with the riots recently and the fact that the police authority have awarded them a badge of merit, the whole force. So, uh, you know, you're, the new team you've got is a fantastic team, including all the chief officers I work with, the supers, the main of the PCs, and the the police staff who work on the ground. Um, it's just a fantastic team. I've got to ask, because I'm sure everybody out there will want to know, you sit down at your desk, you've got the job, where do you start? Olympics, <laughs> phone I said that on Monday night. Where do you start? <laughs> yeah, I went back, when I got home, and obviously it was a great day, I went on to my and said, what do I do now then? <laughs> <laughs> now there's, uh, I have got a clue. Now, I mean, I hope I've got some ideas, but I think... I think the first thing is you need a good team who, uh, you know, they will help. You can't do it alone. You can never do it alone. You can have ideas. You can give leadership. You can, you know, you can get angry about things. You can get ecstatic about things. But at the end of the day, you need a good team. And then uh, you create a plan. And then you determine to stick to it. The, the, the main thing for me is you can, if you can talk in words of one syllable and you talk clear language and you, hopefully you have a bit of common sense and say, these are the things we want to do. We're going to stick to it, even if we have bad days. And then you stick to your guns. Um, and in the, on the bad days, you, you redouble your efforts, you don't give in. But I think that one of the big things is for particularly chief constables is to talk words of one syllable and keep it simple. And you did, Excuse me, you did that with the whole press. <laughs> you were absolutely <laughs> marvellous. You answered the same question over and over again with the same answer because I know what you like. You don't talk for the sake of talking. You never have. You've always said something that meant something. You thought about what you said yeah, every, every time. Probably speak a bit less some days, but well, uh, no, no. Well, that's the last. Well, I've got two questions left, and then I'll, I'll let you go because I'm sure you've just got so much to do. I've got to ask: 
you've got to be a politician. You really, you. I mean, we're not mentioning names or governments or anything at all. You've got a hell of a job because you're going to have to not only do your policing job, you're going to have to keep everybody in their boxes. I think what you, have, you do have to do, you've got to be good at, as in any job. I mean, in your job, if you're an editor of a newspaper, if you if you work, if you're a manager in a steelworks, if you're uh, any job that you can think of, you've got to work, be able to work with people, aren't you? Um, and it doesn't mean to say you're going to agree all the time. What I'm always determined is that I think chief constables and police shouldn't play politics. I don't think you should try and be a politician, but you have to work with politicians. You have to hear what they want, and you have to do your best to deliver it, because they're representing the public that you serve. Um, but you've got a duty to the law, and you should never compromise on that. And uh, you've got to make sure that uh, if you're if you're true to yourself and you're true to the law, you're probably not getting too far wrong. Um, but you've got to work with politicians from all sides and make sure that you're not seen a, as a friend of any one of them. Now, you know, when you were up here, you were never out the papers, and never off the news, because when you spoke, down there, you can't cough. <laughs> no, I think even... It's a really good point, Peter, actually. I, uh, I saw only saying to some of the people in the press office today, I've really got to watch that, because even these last 48 hours, um, the police authority, for example, when I go there, which I used to do in Merseyside, now it's live-streamed on the internet, the major... You know, the major you know, sky, they'll take it live. Uh, if you say something that's half interesting, they will use it. Um, I said something, I think it was in one of the press reports on the Monday, and somebody tweeted it and somebody else reported it. And in any other walk of life, even as a chief constable, you will say something and it's just an aside. It's a, a thought, you're thinking something through. If you're not careful here, then it gets reported. The commissioner says we should do this, and, and you don't always intend that. So I think it's something I'm going to have to learn. In any job you've got to... <laughs> title <laughs> i've not really thought about it it's uh in, in a way yes i mean it's i suppose because in the police service may, it, for people who aren't police officers they may not fully understand it but it's got such a kudos with it that um i suppose it's quite nice um but i've never been a great one for titles uh, well, i'm sorry you better get used to it because you know from this you'll get a title you will be sir bernard hogan howe and oh, whether you like it oh, or not no no well um no, I, I, I don't know. We should see. I've right. no doubt. I'll put, my, I'll put my foot in it before longer. Than, no <laughs> doubt. I'll be, I'll be lucky if I survive six months at this rate. But, uh, and you'll be able to see the Queen on a regular basis, which is fantastic. I'm so yeah. jealous of that. Would you like to finish off now and pass a message on to everybody? There's so many people ringing in saying, can we speak? We can't speak. But there's so many of you uh, fans, uh, whether the politicians, whatever, and Liverpool people who loved you. Because love or hate you, you left a mark. What's your message to everybody out there to Merseyside? I suppose the first thing is just to say that, um, you know, when I, I came to Merseyside, I mean, I was there on and off um, of the years for nearly 10 years, five years as chief, and I think it was four years as an assistant chief constable. So, um, you know, I left a part of my heart in Liverpool. I fell in love with the whole of Merseyside. Um, and as you know, it's a place that won't be ignored. The people there will never <laughs> never give you a quiet life. And in policing, it was incredibly challenging. I just loved it. Um, and I wanted to say clearly, as I did earlier, is that I feel a huge part of my success has been there, the achievements we had uh, in Merseyside, and I didn't want to ignore that, and uh, I, I would never try to forget my past. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I got that message over and coming on your show, and uh, I think I might be having a quite now a chat with Roger Phillips tomorrow. Um, it's a good way of trying to get that message over to all the people in the communities around Merseyside, in Kensington, Southport, over on the Wirral, uh, St. Helens, Knowsley, um, you know, they all played a part in it. It's just up to you to say thanks. And also, 
to you, Peter. Thanks for all the help and all the uh, the work that we did together over the years. And um, I know you've still got a great show, and you've still got hundreds of thousands of listeners, and it's a nice way to get a message over, put simply, really. Ladies and gentlemen, the new Metropolitan Police Commissioner, Bernard Hogan Howe, but he's still a cop. Thank you very much. Thanks, Peter. The best of Pete Price on Radio City 96.7.